Good morning. This morning is Commitment Sunday, and if you're not familiar with what Commitment Sunday is, uh, it is a chance for us as the Apostles family to come together. Uh, we worship as we do each and every single week, uh, but one thing that is a little different with Commitment Sunday is it's a day where we bring our commitments, our tithes, our offerings, our pledge cards uh, to the Lord, and we lift those up to Him. And while there's a different dynamic to it, it's still Sunday. It's still a day of praise. Because at the core of everything we do, it's for the Lord. It's not about us and ourselves and building monuments and, and buildings as much as they are great and things like that. This is about Jesus. And so Commitment Sunday is no different in that regard that it's still about Jesus. We gather to sing. We gather to pray, study his word. And give him praise for all that he has done, for who he is. And we come to do this with thankful hearts. And one way that we do express that is through our giving, our giving of gifts, our giving of our time, our talent, and our money. Now, thankfulness and sometimes Commitment Sunday are not always synonymous with one, one another when we kind of think about Commitment Sunday for ourselves, right? It can kind of conjure up a whole lot of different things. Thanksgiving and then tithes and money are not always seen to be with walking with one another. Well, our hope and prayer is that today uh, we see that more. We see that taking shape more in our lives, that Thanksgiving and the way we give, Thanksgiving becomes more rooted in our hearts. It's not just about what we're doing. It's about our heart as we enter into that. Because then it becomes a day of celebration. A commitment Sunday is a celebration Sunday. A thankful Sunday. Now, when we think of like Thanksgiving and stuff like that, gratitude and those things, like there's a lot of probably different places our mind go, minds go. It can go to things that we're thankful for, things that we're grateful for. It can be people, it can be places, it can be things, relationships. It can be all sorts of stuff. For some of us, it's easy for us to start listing off things that we're thankful for, right? But for some of us, it may be more difficult to start looking at life and being thankful for certain things. Maybe that's dependent on the season. Maybe it's dependent on what's going on at life in that point in time as to the ease that we are able to kind of sit down and reflect on those things. And that's probably our default when we talk about Thanksgiving. Start listing, right? List things. And while that's great, today I want us to hopefully, prayerfully, get a little deeper beyond that. Go, go a little deeper to what's below those things that we are giving thanks for. Why am I thankful? Why am I thankful for these things? Maybe even ask the question, how am I able to give thanks? Like what enables me to be able to actually be thankful or grateful for something? Because these are all great questions to wrestle with and questions that I think sometimes we can miss as we start listing our, our things that we're thankful for as we kind of walk past the root underneath it all. So that's where I want to start to focus this morning that will lead us to those things that we give thanks for. 
And what's great is as we ask these questions of how am I thankful, why am I thankful, how can I be thankful, uh, God has given us a really, really good starting point uh, with the Bible. He's given us his world, word, he's revealed this to us so that we can help ground ourselves somewhere. So we have a foundation, a, a starting point to move from. And that brings us to our psalm for today. And so if you would, there's Bibles in front of you. You got your Bible app. So if you brought your Bible, turn to Psalm 106. We're going to be camping out in this psalm today and really kind of focusing in on what it means to become thankful, what it means to be a thankful person. Now, as we're turning there, I want us to just kind of, kind of set the stage a little bit because throughout Scripture we see that while it is really good to give thanks to God for all the things and situations and people and things in life, it is a practice we need to, to engage with. It's a whole other thing to also, at our core of who we are, be thankful people. That we're able to give thanks because we are thankful. But what does that mean? How, what does it mean for us to be thankful people? What are we thankful for? What's, the, what's that grounding force? That's a good question. And I'm, I'm glad you guys asked that too. Um, the psalm here in 106 describes this period from after the Israelites have come out of slavery, out of Egypt, right? There's a lot of that Red Sea language, and it's kind of this area between Egypt and Canaan where God's people are in the desert, and the, the, the events described here aren't exactly kind of those rainbow and butterfly moments. There's a whole lot of, yes, recognition of God and his greatness and his mercy, but that's also described in light of God's people being continuously unfaithful, continuously rebellious, continuously idolatrous. And even in those moments where they repent and turn from those things, there's something else that snakes in and pulls their heart away from the Lord. Yet God remains faithful. But the psalm begins, before he even gets into that, the psalmist starts with praise and thanksgiving. That's what frames this journey he describes. In verse 1, we'll start there. He says, praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praise? Why is this psalmist thankful? Is, it, is he thankful because life can taste good? Is it because he's successful, because he's prosperous? No. Is it because the stock market's doing well? No. Is it because he has a, a, a castle and people and he's lord over people? No, it's none of those things. Is it about stability? Is it even about his family? No. And those are great things to be thankful for, but that's not where he starts. He gives thanks to the Lord for he is good. Not because God has given him good things, but because God himself is good because God's love endures forever. And I love that, that verse too where he says, who can proclaim the mighty acts? It's almost like the psalmist says, Lord, even though I'm going to start listing some things, I can't even begin to list how great you are and how thankful I am for that greatness that's indescribable. He begins with praise and thanksgiving to Yahweh, to the Lord. And, this, and then he can t starts to walk through this, this passage, this story of how God has been faithful. 
And his thankfulness is rooted. It's rooted in God's goodness. I think if our thankfulness gets rooted in anything else, even in those good gifts, in our great families, in our stability, in stuff like when we give thanks for this building, those are great things to give thanks for, but they cannot be rooted in those things because we never know what will happen with that. This life is fleeting. This life is broken. And this, I think the psalmist sets it out perfectly. He doesn't even mention, don't set your eyes upon those things. Don't root your thankfulness in that. He just goes straight to what we do. Just be thankful to the Lord for he is good. For his love endures forever. Be thankful. So how does he do this? How does the psalmist start to kind of unpack why and how he's able to be thankful? Well, we get this point, that thanksgiving is rooted in remembrance. There is something about remembering and reflecting on what God has done, not just in our own lives, that's part of it, but what God has done throughout history that helps root us in a place and posture of thanksgiving. The act of remembrance is, is, is huge. It's key to this. In verse 6, he begins to walk through this remembrance of what God has done. And he starts out with something that's not exactly flattering to himself or his fathers. He says, both we and our fathers have sinned, we've committed iniquity, we have done wickedness. I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark to say that's probably not how most of our Thanksgiving prayers start. When we sit down at the Thanksgiving table and say, what are you thankful for today? Well, that we are and our fathers have been sinful and wicked. That's a different place to begin. But he doesn't end there. Because he continues to go. He's like, our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider. They forgot. They did not remember your abundance. But they rebelled. Yet he saved them for his namesake, the Lord, that the Lord might make known his mighty power. But God remains steadfast and faithful. And no matter where our unfaithfulness goes, we know that God remains faithful in that. And that's where our thanksgiving is rooted. That's what frees us. God's freedom freedom in Jesus Christ sets us free to be thankful people. And he continues in verse 43. So we're jumping to the end if you're in your Bibles following along. Verse 43, he says, Many times he, the Lord, delivered them, but they were bent on rebellion and they wasted away in their sin. That may be something that we can resonate with with today's world. Yet he, the Lord, took note of their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake he remembered his covenant and out of his great love he relented. And he caused all who held them captive to show mercy. The psalmist's thankfulness is rooted in God's goodness throughout all of history. He's able to be thankful because of what God has already done for him. That God has freed him to be thankful. He's freed him. Just like he physically set the Israelites free from Egypt... He has set us free from the bondage of our own sin and brokenness so that we can be truly thankful people who then give thanks to the Lord. This type of description of give thanks to the Lord for he is good, if you've read a couple of the Psalms, it might be a little familiar. You, you see it in Psalm 7, 17, 95, 1 to 6, 101 through 5, 107, 1. Just to start, it's okay if you didn't get all that and write all that down. Because just start reading them. <laughs> it's there. And I think it's repeated 
just like the literary, literary t- you know, things that we learn in English class that maybe they have been forgotten over the years, maybe they're fresh with us, that the repetition is important and jumps out. So the fact that the psalmist and David and these guys continually go back and say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good is something we need to take note of. Just as David says in First Chronicles, he pulls from his own psalms, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Sounds familiar, right? Say also, save us, O God, of our salvation and gather and deliver us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Because we are free, we are thankful. Thanksgiving and gratitude are not just things that we do as part of it, but they're postures of the heart. It's part of our identity. It's a part of who we are. Pastor John Piper says this, that genuine thankfulness is an act of the heart's affections, not an act of the lip's muscles. I love that. It's an act of the heart's affections. It's deep. It's deep inside of us. It flows out of who we are in Jesus Christ. We won't even realize it. It's the lens through which we view life. It's that lens through which we view faith. Beauty. Glory. It's the lens through which we view pain and suffering and disappointment. That Thanksgiving isn't rooted only then to the goodness and the prosperity of life. But it's rooted in the glory of Jesus Christ. I mean, think of the most genuinely, like, thankful person you know. The most genuinely thankful person. My guess is when, if you've ever told them, like, hey, you're so thankful, you're so joyful, how do you do it? They probably don't realize it. But, well, I don't know. It's because it's become such a part of who they are, how they view life, how they view the world, that no matter what goes on in the world around them, no matter what situations are taking place in life, thankfulness is the place in which they stand. To God be the glory for all things. It pours out. It starts inward and it moves outward in not just how we think, but what we do. Our actions, our life. In Colossians 3, 15 and 17, we're getting a whole lot of verses in today. Paul writes this, describing this outpouring. He says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful, be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, just as Ryan was talking about just a little while ago, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And then whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let the peace of Christ rule your heart. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. And the result is a thankful heart. The core of who we are. No matter what we do in word or in deed, we do in the name of Jesus. 
Now, at this point in things, you then may be thinking, okay, okay, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to get this a little bit. This is a heart thing. This is something that God moves in my heart. So how, how does that happen then? Can, can we do anything for this? Again, another good question. I'm glad you're asking these great questions this morning. Now, here are two ways. Two ways. They're not limited to two, they're, but they're two starting points that we can have to start to answer. What then does this look like in our lives? How do we engage this with this? How can, how can God change our hearts to be a thankful heart? Uh, and the first one is this. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you a thankful heart. Pray. In all these things, it's not because we are so good, so strong, so gifted that we are able to will ourselves into this. This is the work of the Holy Spirit moving and shaping us to be more like Jesus. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you a, a thankful heart. Because the more we follow Jesus, the more we read Scripture, I think the opposite happens where we're not thinking how great we are, we're realizing how frail we are. That in spite of our greatest efforts, we are still so limited and so small. And we need God to intervene. Just like he did in our salvation, we need him to intervene to make us more like him. We need to pray for God himself to shape our hearts to remove the hardness, the rough edges, barriers. There can be all sorts of pain and experiences in our life that keep us from ever wanting to say, say thanks or give thanks for anything. We can't see that. And that's where we pray for the Lord. We, we ask of him to step in to remove that so we can see him in that. We need the Lord to be the one to shape us. The great evangelist Billy Graham said this about gratitude and thanksgiving. He said, a spirit of thankfulness is one of the most distinctive marks of a Christian whose heart is attuned to the Lord. Thank God in the midst of trials and every persecution. And we can do that because of a heart being attuned to the Lord. We have become thankful people who then give thanks in all things. A truly thankful heart is not contingent or based upon prosperity and goodness or even like ease of life. Because that shifts. By the year, by the day, sometimes we all know it can shift by the minute. And that's why we root ourselves in who God is. And ask him to be the one to, to give us a heart of thanksgiving. The second one is something we can do a little more too in. And that's to give thanks, right? Two exclamation points, not even just one, two exclamation points because it's that emphatic of a thing for us to do. Give thanks in all things. Trial, persecution, joy, happiness. Give thanks. Just as David talked about last week with giving, we don't kind of only pray to wait for God to then move our hearts. We pray for God to move our hearts while we're already beginning that journey. They're not to be done in isolation, but simultaneously. We give thanks in all things and in everything we do. And there's a lot of different ways we can do this. Some people have amazing practices for doing this. To be honest, I'm one of those people that I wish and I hope that I can be better about writing down, about 
externally giving thanks for who God is and what he has done. Not just in my life, but throughout history. Some people go, and a practical way to do this is they journal. They'll do like Thanksgiving journals. So they'll write out every single day, what am I thankful for? How am I thankful for God? What, how, is God how can I give God thanks for who he is? How can I thank them, him for what he has done and for what he has blessed us with? They track those things. They log those things and give thanks to God in all circumstances. That's one way that we, as the family of God, can engage in giving thanks. Another thing that's practical is we can thank people on the spot. In some, some parts of, of the United States, you hear thank you and you're welcome more than other parts. Some of it's culture, some of it's just who we are, some of it's just like pleasantries, but also I think that these practices shape us. They, they move us into that kind of posture the more we do it. Thank people more often. Thank them. Thank your family members. Thank your brothers and sisters. Thank your parents. Thank the people that uh, pack your groceries, the people that check out your groceries. Thank the people that take care of your kids. Whatever it may be, there's 500 million different things that we can do. Give thanks to people externally. And here's another way that we can give thanks. And this connects and brings this full circle to, to Commitment Sunday. One of the ways we give thanks is to give the Lord of our time, our talent, and our financial resources. That we view these things when we give thanks to the Lord, when we do things for the Lord, that it's not out of this obligatory practice. It's not a religiosity that's kind of helping earn us goodness, but it's rooted in who God is. That's what makes Commitment Sunday a celebration Sunday. Because we come here giving thanks, and we can physically do that with our time and our talent and our money. And we give thanks to God for who he is and what he has done. How does that heart posture change even when we go to look at our budgets? Where's, the, where's our giving to the church, our giving to organizations and charities? Where is that on the priority list when we're doing that with a thankful heart out of who God is and what he has done? And that takes the priority. And then we pray for God to move it within the rest of our budgets. These are all different ways that we engage in becoming a thankful person. Because what we'll see is that truly thankful, truly transformed hearts lead to radically generous lives. Generosity, thanksgiving, all these things are very closely knit together and tied together. As God changes our hearts, as God moves in us, and as we see him more, uh, thanksgiving pours out of us in different ways. It's literally overflowing over the top of who we are. It'll shape us. And that's because it's, it's, it's not just something we do or verbally say, but it's rooted at the core of our identity. My good friend Micah Algy, who, who many of you probably know, uh, said this about gratitude, and I love this. Gratitude forces me to acknowledge that our Father created us to be feeling things driven by love. Gratitude forces me to see how I've misplaced love in the idol factory of my heart and humbly, repeatedly surrender my life, my love, to God. 
Gratitude and thanksgiving helps to set our hearts back in the right place. God moves in these things in super powerful ways. What I want to ask us today as we, as we leave, uh, as we close out the sermon, as we leave here this morning is, do you believe that? Do you truly believe that? Do you truly trust the Lord in that way? And whatever your answer is, I want to go ahead and say this, praise the Lord for that answer. Because God is continuing to move the fact that we actually will answer that question, no matter where we are in that. And praise the Lord that he continues to do that every single day. Thankfulness is an identity marker. Rooted in the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Who paid it all for us. And the result for us is freedom, salvation, and a lifelong journey of having a heart transformed, transformed by him to be more like him. Whenever we think of generosity, when we think of thankfulness, I ask that we just look at Jesus and say, Lord, help me to be more like you. Help me to be more like you. And thank you for where you've already brought me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we truly, truly come to you today and ask, Lord, for you to change our hearts. That you would root us in your gospel. You would root us in your love. Root us and ground us in who you are, Lord, so that thankfulness is who we are, that we become thankful people who give thanks and praise in all things. And it's by your spirit that we can do that, Lord. So spur us, challenge us. Lord, raise us up to be more like Jesus. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you would, please stand.